Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. We are broadcasting live every day, Monday through Friday. And under The Source, we try to figure out how to find the solutions to the problems that are plaguing us, not just in the city of Philadelphia, but around the world. One of my favorite people is on this morning. Well, quite a few of my favorite people. There's G. Lamar Stewart. There's Kevin Johnson, Pastor Kevin Johnson. There's Pastor Herndon. There's Pastor Alan E. Waller. You know, you know, we talk every Tuesday at 630 where he can wake up. <laughs> and so we wanted to have a whole conversation today about gun violence and the solutions that are coming from the church, specifically since churches are being hailed and heralded as a group of that is no longer uh, needed in our communities, that churches are falling apart and they're not serving the communities. We're about to debunk all of that today. The Reverend G. Lamar Stewart is a senior pastor of the Taylor Memorial Baptist Church and is founder of Taylor Made, an organization whose mission is to prevent and interrupt the cycle of gun violence and poverty through mentoring, advocacy, development, and education. The Reverend Stewart is joined by multiple pastors in Philadelphia who will discuss issues across the city. We have uh, our, our additional guest, Terry Jenkins, co-survivor of Homicide, a tailor-made blessing 2023 recipient, Rhonda Scott, a tailor-made blessing co-survivor of Homicide, a tailor-made blessing recipient 2023, Baritha Scott, co-survivor of Homicide. Then we have the Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller, senior pastor of Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church, uh, tailor-made blessing church partner, the Reverend Kev, Dr. Kevin R. Johnson, lead pastor of Dare to Imagine Church, who was a dare, uh, tailor-made blessing church partner, and the Reverend W. Lonnie Herndon, senior pastor of the Church of Christian Compassion, a tailor-made blessing church partner. Good morning to each and every one of you. I want to be able to introduce you all properly before we get started. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, I had the opportunity to be the mistress of ceremonies for that dinner that you had where, uh, G. Lamar, uh, where you partnered the 17 churches with the 17 families. Tell us a little bit about that. And then I want to talk to the pastors and the moms. Certainly. And thank you so much, uh, uh, Auntie Andrea Lawful Sanders, for having us on this morning. Um, Taylor Made Opportunities is a, we, we are a nonprofit in Philadelphia, is a nonprofit arm of a church that I had the privilege of serving and have served for 13 years, Taylor More Baptist Church. As you mentioned, our mission, uh, every year, one of the programs that we host um, is a program uh, called a tailor-made blessing. Essentially, we uh, identify families that have been impacted by gun violence. This year, we identified 17 families uh, who have been impacted either by homicide or uh, by non-fatal shooting. Uh, and we convened a a pre-Thanksgiving dinner, which took place at the Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church in Mount Airy, uh, which is my home church. And I bless God for Pastor Waller, who's on today, for opening up his doors and, and that sacred space for families to come and to heal. But what we did was we put together a huge Thanksgiving dinner because we realized for many of these families who are participating that this year, uh, the holiday season would be a little different, that uh, there would be a chair that would be empty at their table. And so we wanted to put together some families who can encourage each other 
as well as pastors and members of their churches uh, who could help support those families during that time. And we had about 150, 160 people who were there. And thank you so much for hosting that event. We had live music and food and just fellowship for the families. But then coming out of that experience, each church adopted one of those families, uh, the, the children, the mothers, the fathers, uh, the survivors of that family. Uh, and uh, I provided them a Christmas wish list that the families provided me. Uh, and then on this past Sunday, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, the churches presented those gifts in various different ways. Some presented those gifts in the context of the worship services. Those families came to church. Some did it right after service. Some went to the homes of the family right after worship service. Uh, but it was an opportunity for the community and for these families to feel the love of the faith community, but specifically the love of churches and the Black church here in Philadelphia. And we're certainly grateful for them trusting TaylorMade opportunities to help facilitate this. And truly, we're grateful for the pastors who, who do this work each and every day. And let me just say this before we continue. This was deeper than just the moment. These families who were adopted by the churches will now really be an ex a part of that church family, whether directly or indirectly, so that throughout the course of the, the year, uh, in the next several years, as needs may come up in their, li uh, their lives, I can reach back out to those churches to say the church, the family that you adopted last year or earlier this year uh, has another need. And so we're, we're really creating relationships to say that the church is here uh, and we've been here and we want to love on those who are in need. Uh, G. Lamar, you are someone that I have known for several years. Uh, I don't even remember how we met. Don't matter. Was it Uncle Bobby's? Uncle Bobby's. Uncle Bobby's. When Uncle Bobby's day, Uncle Bobby's open. And we began having a conversation. And then you were a police officer in the Philadelphia Police Department. And you had started the Corners to Connections. You were talk going out and talking to the folks and finding jobs for them. And I just knew there was something authentic about you. What is your why? Why are you so moved by doing this work? Because it is, it is literally intrinsically inside of you. Well, I think there's a few reasons. First and foremost, uh, my faith uh, and my faith in Christ. Uh, I, I, I affirm that there are other uh, faith beliefs for, for your listeners. But for me, my conviction concerning uh, uh, my Christ, my God, um, that, that really is my motivating factor. I believe that as a Christian and as a believer, we have a mandate to uh, advocate for those who are marginalized. We have a mandate uh, to be prophetic and speak truth to power. We have a mandate uh, to uh, really be a voice for those who are voiceless and to extend a helping hand to those who are in need. But truth is, this has also been a part of my, my family upbringing. My grandmother, who is 95 years old, uh, has been a member of the Grace Baptist Church of Germantown uh, since the early 1950s. Uh, when she came to Philadelphia, uh, she served under the late Reverend Dr. Jeremiah Wright Sr., uh, and then the late Reverend Dr. Jer uh, G. Daniel Jones. Uh, and she was a part of the missions auxiliary at the church. She was a part of pastor's aid. And so I watched my grandmother, I watched my grandfather, uh, and I had a spiritual father coming up in ministry uh, who modeled what it really meant to serve. And that is Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller, uh, being a son of Enon Tabernacle at the church. This has been a part of um, my my life as a kid in my my household, but also the church community uh, that I have um, have the privilege to to come out of, where I was ordained into the ministry uh, and then installed at the Taylor Moore Baptist Church. 
Thank you for sharing that because I always ask that question. Uh, I don't know your phone because it says Honda. What can you share your story a little bit? Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. I don't know how to work the computer that well. Can you see my face? I can see your face. Tell us your name. What's your name? Okay, my name is Rhonda Scott. I'm Rhonda Rhonda Scott. Scott. That's my nickname, Rhonda. My uncle named me that name when I was little. So that's why I got Rhonda up there. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. So what's what's your story? How did you end up as a part of this? Well, my son had got killed on February the 15th of this year, the day after Valentine's Day, right at the corner of 20, um, right here at Woodstock and Susquehanna, at the corner of my block. Um, a car was coming past. They started shooting and the bullet hit him. And um, right when he made it to the hospital, but then he died like four or six. So that's how I wound up here. Yeah. And what has this tailor-made blessing been like for you? Which church adopted you? The Canaan Baptist Church. Canaan Baptist Church. Yes. And what was on your Christmas wish list? Well, I told them I like pocketbooks and perfume. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I a, love it. I, I got a little it. Michael Kors pocketbook mm-hmm. and some, and I like Elizabeth Taylor on um, white diamond. I got that. <laughs> Yeah, and they bought me awesome. a couple of outfits and stuff. The grandkids got every my his son is, is um Tyrese. Um that was a good experience because yes. he's been talking about the church ever since. Really? He How old is church. he? He's 27. Yes. And he, it's about our actions, not what we say, but what say. we do. Yes. yes. And it's not like he's not familiar with church because I was raised up in church all my life. And when they was coming up, I had them going to church as well. So I raised them as well, too. Mm-hmm. So but that preacher really, really, really got to him. He's been yes. talking about that church every day since since oh, Sunday. Wow. Wow. So this weekend past really wasn't a good weekend because, well, the 15th, the 15th of this month made 10 months for my son mm-hmm. that he's been gone. December the 23rd was his birthday. He would have been 46 years old. So that was kind of hard. This Christmas, and and I brought him home. The funny story about this, I had him on the 23rd. And then on Christmas morning, I was in the hospital. And I told the doctors, I said, I need to go home. They said, you can't go home. I said, yes, I can too. Because my grandmother down there making them homemade biscuits and stuff. Y'all got to let me out. And they let me out there. I talked my way right around that hospital with him and my arms on Christmas Day. <laughs> that is a wonderful story. What what has what has this 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 group of people done for you since your son's passing that has helped you, Rhonda? Well, the, the kind words and comforts and stuff and, and the prayers and stuff has helped me a little bit. It's still very, very. I'm actually, I really haven't grieved this death yet. I really haven't. So. That I understand. And um, but the words of comfort and the prayers and the reaching out and everything, it's helping me a little bit, but not a whole, 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 whole lot. Understood. Are you, are you, are you getting counseling at all? Yes, I get okay, counseling good. once a week. Oh, mm-hmm. good, 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 good. Pastor Herndon, how did you get involved and engaged in this? Well, again, good morning and thank you for having me on. Um, my friend and brother, uh, Pastor G. Lamar Stewart, um, since the inception of Taylor Made Blessing, 
uh, reached out to Christian Compassion on on so many of the projects that they're doing. Cornerstone Connection, Taylor Made Blessing, um, the annual the annual dinner that he hosts. We had the wonderful privilege uh, for members of our congregation to uh, join the Thanksgiving dinner at uh, up at the Enon Church. What a wonderful experience uh, had by our members. Uh, but he reached out to us and told us what he was doing. And when he shared the why, when he shared the vision, uh, it it really fell right in the the wheelhouse and the vision of what not only compassion is about, but what really honestly the body of Christ is about when it comes to serving. Mm-hmm. You uh, serve a Thanksgiving dinner, a huge one um, that uh, a group of us have been engaged in over the years. I'm not sure what happened since COVID because, you know, I had it in my house after that. I was not trying to contract that little disease that's been taking everybody's lives. But you have been known, sir, to really serve in your community. Um what does this mean for you? Because you're looking around. We're talking about how churches are not engaged and involved. And yet there's so many of you actually doing the work and it's not making the news. What, 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 what do you want to say to us about that in the community that have walked away from churches? Yeah, well, actually, thank you for mentioning. We, we still do the what's called family gathering, yes. uh, feeding every homeless shelter in the city of Philadelphia, Kensington. Uh, since COVID, we purchased a food truck and instead of, oh. um, you know, hosting it. 3801 where we used to host. Um, we now are delivering, uh, th- this past, uh, Thanksgiving, 5,000, uh, 5,600 plus meals, uh, to the homeless community and shelters around the city of Philadelphia. So like, like Taylor made, um, you know, uh, like the other pastors on, we're, we're continuing the work. It might not always make the news, uh, but nevertheless, it uh, we're doing the work and that's that's what really matters to us. Yeah. I, you know, I've been talking to the Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller every Tuesday just about for the last three years um, in that effort, because I want to continue to highlight what the goodness that's coming out of these churches. I believe for 2024, Pastor Waller will add a couple of these reverends to it. What do you think? Let's talk about wonderful. Yes. Let's let's highlight because we, we people need to return to their faith. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we have lost mm-hmm. it quite a bit. And so I'd love to be able to highlight more of you in 2024 as we move forward. Uah, Terry, good morning, my sister. Let's talk. What's good your morning. story? What, what happened with you that made you a part of this? My son, Tejan Jenkins, was murdered on July 24th, 2020. And because of that unfortunate incident, I, um, one of the blessings that came out of it, if any can come out of it, was, um, me meeting with Pastor G. Lamar Stewart and eventually becoming a part of the Taylor Made group and organization. Um, I attended the, dinner in at Enon Baptist Church in you November. Spoke. Did you not did you not speak? Yes. I yes. remember you oh, on I the met stage. with you. Yes, yes I met yes. with you. Yes. And um um I was not able to attend the church service on Christmas Eve because I no longer live in Philadelphia. However, Pastor Nick and um the representatives and people from uh, Bethel Highway Church down in the Mantua area, um they were able to Send and bless 
my granddaughter and I by sending us gifts via mail and having them shipped to us. So in time for the holidays. So that was, that is truly a blessing. It is. Thank you so much, my sister. I remember, I remember you very clearly. (laughs) The Reverend Dr. Kevin R. Johnson, sir. How are you? Good morning. Hey, my sister, how are you? I am so oh, listen to him with the very white voice. <laughs> it's just early in the morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> just moving. Talk, talk to us about Dare to Imagine. Now you were at 3801 as a part of that church congregation. Um, <laughs> you were at 3801, and I remember you were saying, you know, we don't have a whole lot of money, but I'm daring to imagine that we will have our own campus. You're now in Mount Airy. Right. Um, yes. What has been going on at the church since you started and how did you become engaged in this? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm glad to be on uh, this call with you and with Pastor G. Lamar Stewart and my other colleagues in ministry. Uh, really, uh, Pastor Walla is really responsible for connecting me with uh, Pastor G. Lamar Stewart. Um, I had the privilege of preaching his ordination uh, service and we've been hip uh, connected at the hip ever since. And so whenever uh, Pastor G. Lamar Stewart asked me to do something, the answer is always yes. I mean, he he can just think it. I'm going to say yes to it. And so when he approached us about helping out with Cornerstone Connections and uh, walking around the streets and talking with brothers and sisters, we were there uh, with him to support him uh, because we love him. Um, But also with this tailor-made blessing, which I think is just absolutely amazing. Not only are we blessing families, but what he has done is brought together a number of churches across the city of Philadelphia to be engaged in outreach. And, and yes, at Dare to Imagine, we believe in it. I mean, our first outreach project was at Chosen 300, like a lot of churches. But since then, we have launched what we call now Dare to Bless. And for me, working with Pastor Stewart uh, has really been one of the highlights because I know that he is doing the work that is needed. And so it helps us to the work that we're already doing at Dare to Imagine. It helps us to partner with other churches and to be a part of something that's larger. Because many times with, you know, with with churches, we'll just end up doing our own thing. Yeah. What Pastor Stewart has done is brought us all together for a collective purpose. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is, a, as I listen to these sisters, uh, my heart is just moved because to me, it just says, listen, Pastor Stewart, and this is the thing about him, and, I, and I'm not trying to, you know, um, uh, pump him up, but he's not looking for the credit. <laughs> he yes. is totally focused on the people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to me, that just speaks volumes. And so, again, whatever he wants to do, and I want to encourage any of your listeners, uh, please support TaylorMade. Please make donations to TaylorMade. Uh, this brother is authentic. Uh, he's real. And he has a heart for the community. And I, I know I can speak for all of us on this call. Whatever, whenever he calls upon us, we are there for him. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I shared with all of you in the commercial break that G. Lamar Stewart has been sitting at my dinner table for years. Every Sunday. Auntie, what we eat? He comes from <laughs> church. He finished preaching. You know, it's oxtails. It's curry gold. It's this. It's that. And he would always pray uh, to have a conversation. He loved my husband. He calls him Uncle Mister. And <laughs> my husband would sit and talk to him and give him advice, et cetera, et cetera. And so when he started this, I knew. So we are in lockstep with him, too, yeah. uh, 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 Pastor Johnson, because if he has a, 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 a fundraiser, we're there. If he's doing if he calls me and says, show up at midnight at such and such and such, I show up. 
tired as all get out. But this is a brother that's about to work. Hold on one second, please. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. When we come back, we'll hear from our third mom, Boomi, and the Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 1, did I say 1, 5 to 7 a.m., Listen, this is the final show of the year for us, for The Source. And I wanted to end it, of course, with solutions. Uh, the Reverend uh, 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 G. Lamar Stewart is on here with the Reverend Dr. Kevin R. Uh, R. Johnson, the uh, Pastor Herndon, the Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller. But more, most importantly for me are these moms. I've heard some of their stories at that Thanksgiving, that pre-Thanksgiving dinner. And I wanted you all to hear not just the impact of gun violence, but the solutions around it, A. And B, we're going to talk about how can we have these conversations before the gun violence happens? How can we prevent this? So when I get to Pastor Waller, you'll hear some of the suggestions that he had. But Boomi, good morning, my sister. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you impacted in all of this? Well, um, I am a mother. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't impacted by losing a child, but I was impacted for my children being harmed and traumatized watching their father be murdered. Mm. Uh, August 30th, 2022, I lost my husband at a gas station. Two gunmen ran to my car and shot my car up 39 times with my children inside of it. My children watched their father take his last breath, make his sounds, and shoot children. My 14-year-old at the time was also shot. My 10-year-old just screamed. Being there and experiencing that and watching all this go down, just because a lot of these young men out here want to prove something and they want to hurt people. And because they can't get the people who they want to hurt, they take someone away who they love. Mm. My husband was an example with his children in the car for the first day of school, a regular routine morning, going to school, first day, just stopping, got gas. These people followed us from my home. Ah. Uh, Father God, I ask that you give us strength. I've had so many conversations with young people who uh, who are on Instagram, uh, who talk about the fact that it's street cred to go out and just take the life of someone randomly. And we keep having these conversations about what we need to do. What I love about what 
uh, G. Lamar Stewart does is that he goes out to the people. He doesn't wait for them to come into the church because many of these folks are not going to come into the church. Bumi, tell me what has been happening with you since? How have you and your children, how does one get past that level of trauma? How does one even navigate within that level of trauma? Well, <clears throat> even today, it's still hard. I'm a mother of four boys. I've been with my husband for 17 years. My son just turned 18. He was in his life for 17 years. It is hard being a single mother after 17 long years, actually have to take care and raise young men on my own. When this happened to us, I was lost. I, I was in so much trauma. Uh, people from Crimes Victim Unit was reaching out to me, asking me that we seek therapy, asking me that I, you know, get any help or calls and it was this one lady that just always reached out to me. She was the main one that made sure she reached out to me. She prayed for me. She told me to stay alive. You know, don't let go. Think of my children. And it was hard. It was hard. And then she called me one day and was like, um, are you affiliated with any church? I said, no. So she said, there is a pastor that's, that's willing to try to reach out to you and your family if you don't mind. Can I pass your number off to him? I said, you know, okay, I don't mind. You know, I didn't think anything of it because it was like, who can help me right now? Who can help us? You know, I, I questioned. Yes, I questioned God. I didn't understand who would let something so tragic happen to children, for children to watch, to feel, to see, like, who can allow that. So I wanted questions. I wanted, I wanted answers. So yes, I wanted for that church to reach out to me. And the church was Pastor G. Lamar Stewart telling me Baptist church. He reached out to me and his voice over the phone just sounds so warm and sincere and, you know, felt so opening. And it, and it was, I was able to talk to him. You know, and he was telling me that he wanted to adopt our family uh, for Thanksgiving. But unfortunately, in November, it was my youngest baby's birthday. And all I wanted to do was just make his day beautiful without him feeling that his dad is not there. So I made plans for a lot of family and friends to be around. So we didn't make the dinner, but he still blessed us for Christmas. And the boys gave him a list. Oh, man, the list was crazy. <laughs> but they enjoyed it. And uh, when we went there, it was just, it felt <laughs> so warm. Which which church did you go to, Boomy? It was Teller Me Baptist Church. You went to <laughs> He got us. And he got my boys now. He's been helping me ever since that day. We've been going to his church. They love it. Um, a lot of things that they were feeling, they were actually letting it out. They were opening up to Pastor G. Uh, he also got his help with therapy. Someone that he knows, um, her name is Shana Rudd. Miss Shana Rudd, she's been coming to home visits because due to the trauma, my children were afraid to go outside for so long. Um, it was hard. I had to change schools. 
Uh, still to this day, we go through trauma. My son does not like to sit in the front seat. He does not like to be seen. He doesn't like to get on a bus. He does not like to travel. My children cannot pass Broad and Glenwood at all without having a panic attack. Mm. It's just what, a lot. What 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 would you like to say to the folks that are out here just brandishing guns and doing their own thing? And what would you like to say to their family members about the impact of this? I just wish that they just get love on them. People that's hurting people is hurt. They're clearly hurt and all they need is love. All they need is someone to tell them that they love them. Me and my husband wanted to start a youth center for young kids because my boys attract a lot of friends. And then some of those friends can be, you can see heading in that, the, the, the wrong direction. But they look at me as mom, you know, and they'll talk to me. Young girls that's not able to talk to their mothers about certain things come talk to me. You know, a lot of them just want to be heard. And parents are not hearing them. They're not loving them. They're not giving them that time. And that's all they need. They just need your attention. I yeah. think the violence will calm down. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, and they've been saying the same thing. We just need some attention. We need people to hear us. We need people not to talk at us, but to listen to us and the traumas that we're going through because we are ca we're causing havoc because havoc is being caused in our lives. Um, your story is so impactful. But let me also say this to you. Just yesterday on the, on the air, we were talking about the fact, and this is hard data, that black men are more engaged in their families than any other culture. But that's not sexy to talk about, right? So to hear you talk about the 17 years with your husband and all the things that you have been doing with not just your four sons, but all the children in your neighborhood, that's the stuff I'm lifting up in 2024. I'm sick and tired of us talking about black families, not this, and we can't do that. And we're on welfare. That's not the absolute truth, right? No. There are it's more of us out here living regular lives. Yes. Yeah. Lord have mercy. And I would like to speak on that. That's one thing that I'm so grateful for with, with, with Pastor G. Lamar Stewart, that he also has a mentor program for young men, which he, my boys are included. So that, that has took a lot of weight off my back, you know, a lot of things that now they're growing up and mommy may not can teach them. You know, Esther G is really on the boys. My boys love him. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. He then took them to show them the world. That was the first time my children ever been on a plane. Like, it's been so beautiful. He has been there for them. And oh, so he was with them yeah. when he went to Texas? Yes. Because he told me about the that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller, you and I have been having these conversations for a while, mm -hmm. and I asked you in the break, you know, what's happening with us in this city? And you said something that I'd like you to repeat to the listening audience. What's happening to us? Well, uh, the reality, that the, the larger context, I mean, this is a spiritual issue, and, you know, there's hopelessness. Mm -hmm. But part of the part of the answer is doing just what we're doing now. I mean, the reality is there are a lot of churches that are doing the work. The coverage is not there. And we thank you for bringing that up. You know, Kevin, Lonnie, 
Greg, um, and, and historically have been so. Greg comes out of a context. Let me give you, if there is a, there is a, um, article in the Inquirer. It's May, might be 20 years ago. To, uh, th- there was a whole weekend where churches came together around the city and we prayed around the city. And interestingly enough, on Monday morning, there was an article written about no gun violence in Philadelphia. And we believe by faith 100% it was because the body of Christ came. I mean, but this was a large group of pastors who uniquely worked together on the corners. But Greg is a product of that, that took that effort to a whole nother level. Because mm-hmm. we weren't out making connections to corners or anything. We right. we were praying. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense that someone like a uh, Saul who's holding the coats while Stephen is getting stoned, a young man being shaped in that context is going to take what he saw and take it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important that we all get behind him. You know, mm-hmm. we when you see God working, um, you got to get in it and push. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear. I like to use the language that what uh, Leon Sullivan was in the finance space for black people in the black church. Greg Stewart is in the nonviolence, anti-violence space. What OIC was for a generation is what uh, Taylor made is for our generation to address this issue. Um, and I think part of the answer is allowing every everyone to be who they are, because uh, none of us do it all. And all of us do a little bit of it. And right now, what's most needed in the city of Philadelphia is addressing the hopelessness that has been stoked by the violence. And I think Greg has his finger uh, on the pulse of that. And so shining a light on it uh, and those of us uh, who can be supportive of him, continuing to be supportive um, and and protect him because there's a regular cycle of what happens when someone uh, grows up, when someone steps into their season, um, they do well and then they get attacked um, and then they get criticized. And so it is ours um, to cover uh, and uh, support. But we also recognize that the church is in a unique season of attack right now. We've got a, uh, Greg has done something I know I'm guilty of. Uh, Kevin called it out and and I'm guilty of it. Uh, I found myself at times saying, I'm just going to do what I do uh, in my corner and do what I do at my level. Uh, But Kevin is right that um, there's some things that churches do because that's what they're called to do. But there's some things we've got to do together. And God will periodically raise somebody up who has the unique vision and ability to pull us together. Uh, and that's who Greg is. And so um, that's why I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> because it's Greg. <laughs> All things considered, uh, uh, Pastor Stewart is a, a David in a Goliath of churches in Philadelphia. When we come back from our break, Here's the question that I'd like to ask. Uh, Pastor Stewart, this has not been easy for you. I know personally, right? Because we've had the conversations. 
what are the slings, what are the stones that you've had to deal with to get to this place? And what is your vision for enlarging this thing that you have done now? Um, and then for the other pastors that are on here, let's talk a little bit about how do we pull the collective church in Philadelphia? How do we get outside of ourselves and our egos and our corners, our individual churches to make this a larger blessing across the city? Because I believe the answers to stemming the violence in Philadelphia is sitting right here. Hold on one second, please. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with the final segment of The Source today for 2023, right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to the final segment of The Source for 2023 on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you are just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. before going to the break. So we're doing a whole thing for 2024. Since the Legacy media will not cover this stuff because it's not sexy. I am committing to covering this and having more conversations with pastors, but not just having them on the air. We're going to have some conversations behind the scenes at my dinner table. So we've been inviting, I've been inviting people to come and sit at my dinner table in 2024. Let's be a part of the solution um, and see what we need to do. All right. So Linda Evans, stop. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you publicly to stop. Okay. We're, this is how we're ending 2024. Just leave it alone and let us do what we need to do over here. Um, the, the, uh, what are we doing y'all, uh, Pastor Waller, uh, Pastor Johnson, Pastor Herndon, Pastor Stewart? How can we uplift what's going on, not just within our collective churches, but within the communities to do what we need to do? I think, you know, one of the challenges and, and the reason that people don't hear is because our scriptures tell us to do, to don't do our alms to be seen of men. You know, so there's always this fine line of how much, um, how much we're supposed to talk about what we're doing. But then on the other hand, uh, there are those who will accuse the church of not doing anything. Um, and so a, a lot of us will live on the line of that. So I think that what we what we number one need to do is all of us continue to do what we do. And we ask that you all lift it up. Um, you all do the coverage. Um, we are committed to coming where um, where the conversations are. Um, we're committed. I, I've been involved with WRD since the beginning since Dr. Lomax, I used to have a, a program on WRD. And one of the reasons that I got involved with WRD and I own this is I want it to be where the conversation is that is angry with the black church. Um, and, and, and I accept that because there are some, there are some things that's credible that we need to take our critique. We need to hear the community saying what we haven't done. Some things are not. And it's, it's people that just don't know. Um, and so we're going to continue to do the work that we've been doing. We ask that those of you who are in the media um, be a bit more intentional about lifting up beyond the performative, beyond the church hats and the praise and all of that, which is a part of who we are. Um, but there's real substantive work. I mean, it's amazing what Compassion Church is doing. And the story 
of Dare to Imagine is amazing and what they're doing. You know, when Kevin helped people with gas uh, during COVID, I have to admit, I was like, I wish I had thought about that first. <laughs> I mean, when I saw it, I was like, God to mighty low. And, uh, <laughs> but it was it was genius and it was much needed because it was right then and right now. And then, of course, what Greg is doing um, and it's all over the city. The city is peppered with it. And we would ask that you all um, would be more intentional about lifting that up and and calling them us into the conversation, because in order to really understand the power of, of the what is you got to hear the testimony of the why. Yeah. Um, and and to that extent, that will help um, get this word out. Absolutely. Uh, Pastor Johnson. Yeah. And I, I think that there are a lot of churches that are doing a great work. I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's just not being covered. And what I really want to encourage churches to do is to take it, be your own media, uh, tell your own story. And sometimes we don't really want to do that because it's viewed as, well, we're just doing it. We don't need to see the limelight. But the reality is, mm-hmm. just think about if the stories of Jesus, who when he healed the man, healed the woman, you know, if those stories were never told, we would not have the gospel that we have. And so churches have to do a much better job of telling their own story. Uh, don't wait for ABC, NBC, CNN, or Fox, whoever it is to tell your story. You tell the story. And what I have really learned uh, from this is that when you tell the story, it draws more people to your church. You know, the old school way in which we used to evangelize, pass out tracks. You know, you see people stand on the corners. Well, I don't think that's the way to do it anymore. I think the way to do it is through evangelism uh, and, and through outreach. And that's the new way of doing evangelism through outreach. And so that's why I applaud what uh, Pastor Waller is doing, what Pastor Herndon is doing, um, and what Pastor G. Lamar Stewart are doing is because they're really... And this may sound, you know, uh, heretical, but they're really expanding the gospel. Um, Jesus would use stories because those uh, um, stories were stories that apply. You know, we talked about the fields and and um, and uh, those who are uh, uh, planting in the fields. But mm-hmm. we're in a different field right now. And we got to tell the stories from a Philadelphia context Absolutely. that I think are going to have uh, so much more connection to people. And then once they like when I hear these stories right here, I want to go to each of these churches. <laughs> I want to be a part <laughs> of the churches yeah. um, because those stories connect with me. And I just think that we as a church got to do a better job of that. And I really want to thank you, Andrea, for uh, giving the church an opportunity to tell a story and the good work that we do, because churches really do a lot of good work. And uh, you're a part of helping to tell that good story and thank tell you. the gospel in a new way. Yes, thank you, thank you, uh, Pastor Herndon. What 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 are you thinking? What are your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, again, thank you for having me. So grateful to be on with everyone this morning. Um, Helen Keller said, "Alone we can do little; together we can do so much." Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the work that uh, Pastor uh, G. Lamar Stewart is doing. Just just two weeks ago, um, we partnered with Corners to Connection to hold a job fair. Um, we held it at our community center. 90% of those who attended that job fair were African-American men. 90%, it was packed out. 90% of those who attended that job fair because of the groundwork of TaylorMade yeah. um, were men. And it just speaks volumes. 
And I, I encourage every pastor, every faith partner in the city uh, to partner with TaylorMade. They're doing the work. Let's rally all, all faith traditions to get on board uh, to a movement that really is taking over the city. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And G. Lamar, because I want to give the mothers, I have three sure. minutes. So I want to give the mothers a you know brief second to talk a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that Pastor Hart uh, just shared, I, I see a couple of comments in your uh, in the chat uh, around economics and workforce development. You know, we're talking about our TaylorMade Blessing program, uh, but one of the other programs that we have under TaylorMade Opportunities is a program called Corners to Connections, just mentioned by Pastor Hernan. Uh, every month, uh, th- three months out of the year, February, June, and August, we have churches that go out every night on street corners from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, and, and across the city, uh, engaging with men and women who are on street corners, who are in need of of hiring, healing, um, housing. Uh, and we connect them at the end of the month through a wellness and employment fair to those services. Sometimes we take employers out with us on street corners as well and therapists out on street corners as well to connect with those. Now, on our off months, we go out every Tuesday. Uh, and uh, this past month, uh, this month, we had our wellness employment fair at the Church of Christian Compassion. Next month, we're having it at Dare to Imagine and uh, in the near them around. Yes. around, around the church community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then during the warm weather months, we hold those wellness and employment fairs on SEPTA's platforms so that it's accessible to where the people are. And so, um, so you know, that's a part of the work that we're doing. Uh, both connecting to those who are hopeless and those who are underemployed, unemployed, or maybe those who are in the life, as well as supporting families who have been impacted by that violence. Thank you so much, moms. I am going to have G. Lamar connect us. Uh, you're going to have a whole Jamaican meal on me, okay? Uh, we, I got to get off the air. I really want to sit and talk to all of you pastors. Thank you so much for joining us at the very at the very end of the year. I'll see you in 2024. I am so grateful for all of what you have been doing. Yes, G, I see you. Can I, yes, can I just ask this? If folks want to get in contact with us and follow our work on social media, yes. we're on both Instagram and Facebook uh, at we are. Taylor Made Philly. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R. We are Taylor Made Philly on Instagram as well as Facebook. And thank you again, Andre. And, and if they want to donate to Taylor Made. Yes. Uh, so Cash App is, is one of the quickest ways. Taylor Made Philly. Uh, they can search us. Or if they reach out to us on social media, uh, uh, we can connect them to other sources. They can also uh, if they want to write a check uh, to tailor opportunities, they can uh, send it to 3819 Germantown Avenue, uh, Philadelphia, PA, 19140. This show was amazing. And you all made it so wonderful. Happy New Year to all of you. Happy fourth day of Kwanzaa. Uh, looking forward to seeing what 2024 brings. I wish you nothing but goodness and light, each and every one of you at the sound of my voice here on this radio show and on the screen. Thank you all so much. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 